Welcome to Construction Cashflow. This week, I'll be revealing the root cause of cashflow problems and insolvencies in construction that no one really talks about, no one really knows about, and no one's really addressing. It's the massive elephant in the room, that jumbo that might just be heading your way sometime soon. Find out more? Tune in and remember to like and subscribe and head over to constructioncashflow.locals.com to join the live chat. I'm going to discuss something that is rarely discussed actually between the parties of the contract and perhaps many parties of the contract, construction contract and construction development, don't really know about it and it's called cash farming. What's cash farming? Well, before I tell you, what I'm going to say is it's one of the root causes of slow payments in construction. It's one of the root causes of cash flow problems in a project. It's one of the big advantages for a main contractor to make super profits. But where he makes that profit is not in the project, it's outside the project. So let me explain. So cash farming is where a main contractor uses cash flow from the developer and from the supplier. So he's using his supply chain in a, in a project, he's using his client in a project to cash flow investments that he might be making elsewhere. Particularly the national main contractors, this is their business strategy. They'll report in a project in construction, maybe two to 5% margin. And that's where all the complaints about low margin industry comes from. But the key thing is, it's not about margin or profit within a construction project that's attractive to a main contractor. It's cash flow. What a main contract does is interested in agreeing long payment terms. The best payment terms he can possibly get from a developer and from his supply chain gives him cash. So on multiple projects and multiple suppliers, that he lengthens the time between when he gets paid and when he has to pay out, gives him a cash pot in his business. And that makes him very cash rich. So the key is, is to calculate the timing of the projects, calculate the timing of the payments so that he's got a length of time where he's cash rich. So what he does with that cash, he'll go and buy land for cash, property for cash, and then he'll refinance that, re-liquidate those properties, and then he'll bring the cash back in, he'll recycle the cash back into the project. So he's not particularly worried about making a profit in a construction project, but what he is valuable to him is making cash. And cash flow is where he makes super profit by using that cash flow to invest in properties and land elsewhere. The advantage of that for a main contractor is immense he become very, very rich and very, very cash rich in doing so. But the disadvantages are for the developer and the supply chain or supply network are there plain to be seen. Obviously, the developer's at risk if the main contractor goes bust, his money's gone out of the contract, he loses his money. And the supply chain are at risk because the contractor, main contractor's consistently wanting to withhold cash to supply his cash flow 
for his investments. If you're a subcontractor, you're a supplier, you're finding that your main contractor's finding reasons not to pay you. He wants to maintain his cash flow as long as he possibly can. The problem with that is that there's a kind of a sting in the tail, really. And if you're a main contractor listening to this, if you have got a cash farming strategy for your business, is that the longer you delay payments with your supply chain, and the more you use your supply chain and the developer to fund your projects, the more likely you're going to get into disputes. On the one hand, from disgruntled suppliers, suppliers that won't actually come and work with you eventually, because there is a groundswell movement within suppliers now where they're starting to dictate their own terms and conditions. And they'll walk away from main contractors that won't pay them on time. And so with the climate that we've got at the moment and suppliers in short demand, good suppliers in short demand, we don't really want them going to our competitors. And it takes a long time and, as you know, a lot of effort to build a really good, reliable supply chain. And the last thing we want to do is to lose that supply chain or any key suppliers out of that supply chain, which we're at risk of doing if we're running our, our cash supply business through our construction projects. So that's one risk. And the other detrimental effect is that developers are using investors' money. They're drawing down their cash to the construction project on a monthly basis. Now, if there is disputes on site, a subcontractor's gone bust due to late payment, or there's disputes or delays, disruption, the parties are blaming each other for delays, which is another ruse, can be, not always, but can be another ruse to delay payment by the main contractor. What happens there is that the developers, investors, will look at what's going on on site. If there's a dispute going on, or there's a delay going on, then the developer's not going to get his full drawdown. Then you're going to be in dispute with the developer because his QS is going to be really sharpening his pencil on your valuations. To get your cash out to do your uh, investments, you're in a constant state of friction. Even though it may be working for now, and many of the main national contractors have built their businesses into multi-billion pound businesses with this practice in the past. But I think times are changing. Suppliers and investors are becoming more sophisticated. And we see where it, this cash farming model breaks down with the insolvency of some of the larger national contractors recently and in recent years. Where that model breaks down, it really breaks down. It takes developers with them, takes supply chains with them. So it is fraught with risk. So what's the solution? to this problem, this ongoing problem. Now we talk about suppliers getting applications in on time, dictating their own terms and conditions, making sure that their quality is right. So we talk about all of that, all of those things about payment, terms and conditions, adjudications. What is this real solution? I think that's pushing the paper around the desk, to be honest. So if you're a main contractor, what could you do to get the best of both worlds. So we all know it goes on. We all know that main contractors are quite often cash rich, even though the margins are low. And that that's an argument in its own right. But the margins are low, but the cash is, is high. So they're cash, cash rich. So what's the, what's the solution, though, to be able to improve on that, but also to keep your supply chain, to keep the money flowing from the top end through the developer, to reduce the amount of disputes, get yourself a really good reputation. One of the things that construction is bad at is creating wealth for the economy as a whole. And I think it punches well below its weight.
So what could you do as a main contractor to give yourself a better reputation, to improve the cash that you've got available for your investments, if that's your strategy, to bring the supply chain with you, the developer with you, and to create more wealth for the community as a whole, to reduce the incidence of insolvency throughout the supply chain, to reduce the amount of mental health issues and even tragically suicide due to cash flow issues. What could you do? I think the answer is, in my mind anyway, fairly clear, one of the answers anyway, is why not come clean and be transparent about that and invite your suppliers and your developers as equitable partners in your investments. That way that the supply chain has skin in the game, the developer has skin in the game, that reduces the occurrence of the need to argue and dispute and battle over payment terms. Because this is the whole thing with construction. It's the constant battle over payment terms. It's the lengthening payment terms as we go down the supply chain. And that's what puts people out of business. For example, a bricklaying firm may be on 49 days payment with the main contractor, but he has to pay his brickies on a, on a weekly basis. Same with a carpenter trade, same with a decorating trade. It's an immediate cash flow problem for the supply chain. And that puts everybody at risk. It puts the developer, the investor's money at risk. The risk profile is really high risk. So to reduce that, why not all get around the table and talk about those investments that you're going to buy with cash? And why don't we all benefit from it? That way, I think you might find, I think you might find, this is only a theory and it takes a big culture shift. But those clever main contractors that are going to keep their business going in the long term with the rising swell of more sophisticated supply chains and more sophisticated and robust negotiating terms on their terms for payment to keep that going why not invite them in as equitable or shareholders or investors in your investment that way not only do you have them on side not only do you reduce the risk of disputes, delays in development, and the cost of adjudications, the cost of litigation, the cost of litigation and adjudication could go into your investments and it could benefit everybody. So everybody within that scheme, the developer and the supply chain, the supply network, get the opportunity to invest and they know they're going to get a return on their investment. Everybody wins. You could keep the same terms. The quality still has to be good. The supply chain still have to perform. The investors, though, would be more inclined to invest in your development via the developer because it's less likely to have disputes because you all know why you're there. You've all got the same mission. You've all got the same vision. Everybody knows why they're there from the developer, the investor, the main contractor, the specialist contractor, all the supply chain down to the buy supplying the paint for the skirtings and for the doors they're all got an opportunity to invest and so what might happen is is rather than having to lengthen the payment terms you might find that through your supply network you'll attract more investors to make you more cash rich to buy more investments for the common good if you like than you would by negotiating long payment terms what does that mean in return? It means that payment terms could be made shorter. Everybody could get paid earlier 
everybody has the opportunity for an investment into your investments so the risk of failure is reduced the risk of insolvency is reduced it's just a thought this is the micro economy of construction that we're talking about here something that is not very often talked about and that's cash farming and this is what it's all about if you're a supplier a subcontractor listening to this or if you're a developer or an investor listening to this or if you're a main contractor listening to this what's your view on these points do you think it would aid your cash flow and could we then start to put things in place that would benefit everyone that would make construction one of the greatest wealth creators in the country at the moment it punches way below its weight it could do a lot more if only we could collaborate more if only we were open and transparent more about what we're doing around cash farming. And I'm not saying it's just main contractors, key specialist subcontractors could be doing it as well. I used to talk about it as robbing Peter to pay Paul, but it's actually, it is that at times, robbing Peter to pay Paul, where money's going out of the project to fund other projects that are maybe needing the cash boost, which takes money out of the project and I'm sure there's many developers that would be quite shocked at that practice and I'm sure there's developers that don't realize that cash farming goes on I'm sure there's subcontractors don't realize that cash farming's going on and they're bewildered at why isn't the contractor paying me why is he disputing everything I do why is he holding a bit of money back each month from it last month you know two months ago it was five percent then it was ten percent now he's holding fifteen percent so now if you're a specialist contractor, you kind of know why sometimes this goes on and it's not necessarily driven by anything you're doing or they're doing or their QS is doing or your QS is doing. This is about strategy at a higher level. This is about microeconomics of construction, but it could be made better. It could be made much, much better. So what could you do right now to kind of draw a main contractor's attention to it? Well, if you're a developer, you could ask your main contractor what his strategy is for his business. Does he make cash investments? And if he does, ask them about a third-party warranty. You want a third-party warranty on your money to whatever you're purchasing. If you're a subcontractor, ask if money, if your money's going out of the business to their cash purchases, ask about third-party warranty into that just in case they go bust. So they'll want an insurance in case you go bust. You want some insurance in case they go bust. So if you're a developer, you want to insure yourself against the MC going bust. And likewise, if you're a supplier, you want some insurance against the MC going bust. Part of that insurance should be a third party collateral warranty or some way of having an equitable share in whatever that is going to be. That way, if the contracting business, the MC contracting business goes bust, you've still got an opportunity to get your money back. Now, when we've seen collapses like Carillion, for example, that used their supply chain for their investments, um, if the supply chain had some level of warranty or equitable share in Carillion's investments, then they may have a bit of chance of getting their money back. But as it turned out, they had no connection. So they got no chance of getting their money back. Some questions that I think need to be raised and asked and answered. It may be that the main contractors haven't really thought about that model. Or maybe they have. If you're an MC and you've actually already installed that model with your developer and your supply chain, great. Come on to the podcast and let's discuss it. If you're a developer or subcontractor, specialist contractor, 
part of a supply network of a main contractor and you didn't know about that or if you've been affected by that or you're aware of how this strategy works get in touch with me and raise your questions if anybody wants to discuss these issues further you can join the construction cash flow community on constructioncashflow.locals.com join the live chat and let's discuss it let's have it out in the open let's make this a construction industry that raises wealth not just for main contractors but also for developers for for the whole supply chain for our communities for our families and for the nation as a whole let's get it out in the open let's have a conversation about the whole thing and if you've got any points views ideas whether you agree or disagree whether you've got any other evidence to prove me wrong anything you want to add i'm on linkedin you can come onto linkedin on construction cash flow and discuss it or you can go and join the community where you get more information more insights and i'll dive deeper into what you can do as a supplier to protect yourself against this practice what you can do as an investor or developer to protect yourself against this practice and what you can do as an mc to boost your strategy by involving everyone else in it this is Stu Davidson thank you for listening don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you like the episode contact me on LinkedIn or join the construction cash flow community on locals so it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure sharing this week it's an unusual episode in that I'm not interviewing a guest but this is just my particular view on things at the moment so thank you so much for listening and I look forward to you joining me on future episodes where we'll be diving deeper into the cause and effect of construction cash flow problems. You've been listening to Construction Cash Flow. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so, so you never miss an episode. And remember, the faster cash flows, the faster wealth grows.